The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And today our guest is Jeff Beals. He is an award-winning author. He's written several books, Self-Marketing Power, Branding Yourself as a Business of One, another book, Selling Saturdays, Blue Chip Sales Tips from College Football, and his new book that we're going to be talking about today called Goal-Based Networking, Turning Your Socializing into Profitable Relationships. He's a professional speaker, and he's a member of the National Speakers Association. He's also a commercial real estate executive, a radio talk show host himself, so we're expecting great things from you today, Jeff, a television personality, college dean and adjunct professor. Uh, He's also the vice president at World Group Commercial Real Estate and Selden Company. He is also a frequent media guest and has been featured on shows such as Investors Business Daily, USA Today, Men's Health Magazine, and the New York Times Online, as well as a number of television and radio stations around the country. As a writer, in addition to those books that I mentioned, he's published more than 250 articles in local, national, and international periodicals and websites. He also writes the bi-weekly business motivation blast. So we're happy to have you here today to talk about your new book. As I said, it's goal-based networking, turning your socializing into profitable relationships. I think the first thing we just need to get out there on the table is, isn't networking just networking? I mean, what is what is um, the difference between socializing and networking and the goal-based networking? Well, Kelly, first of all, thank you for having me back on your show. I, sure. I appreciate it. And uh, and secondly, uh, there is a difference because it, it is it is very useful to be out there networking as a form of getting a better job or prospecting if you're in sales or you're running a company. But but the problem is a lot of people think they're networking when they're really not. You know, perhaps uh, they go to some event and you go with a couple of colleagues, you have some of the hors d'oeuvres, uh, a free drink, you sit down, you chat with people that you probably already know, and then you go home and pat yourself on the back for networking. And, and, and that doesn't really do much good. You need to be out there uh, networking, I like to say, purposefully mm-hmm. and efficiently. Sure. And the way you do that is by having a goal in your head, certain things you're going to accomplish, and, and even quantify it almost. You have a quantified goal in your head before you enter the networking venue. When you say to have a goal in your so, so basically what you described socializing is going to these business events and meeting up with the people that you already know and catching up as opposed to meeting new people or more than just saying hi to a new person as they walk past you. So th- that's that's why you called it socializing is because you're just mingling with people you already know in, in the yeah. first scenario. Okay. And, 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 uh, and Kelly, even if you are um, talking to some new people, most of the time people don't ever go beyond the superficial chit-chat. Exactly. And, and that too is socializing. So you have to meet new people and you have to 
meet them purposely with some sort of end goal in your head. Then let's talk about some of the essentials of goal-based networking. You said that there's three goals that really that you should have that really make networking work. Can you talk about those? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before you go into the networking venue, you think to yourself, okay, goal number one, I am going to get a direct opportunity at this event. And that would be, uh, you know, an, a signed deal uh, and if someone agrees to do something, whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you're really after. Mm-hmm. Now, sadly, that doesn't happen at most networking events, and that's okay. So then you want to say to yourself, well, I at least want to get goal number two. And goal number two is a very good lead on a direct opportunity, and that should happen every time you go to a networking event. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the third tier of the goal is that you say to yourself, I will meet multiple people who uh, are in my target audience and I will find out valuable information that helps me reach my goals. That should happen multiple times at every single networking event. So if number two is not happening at least once and number three happening multiple times, then what's happening, you're probably not talking to enough people or you're not asking enough questions. Right. Now, when you talk about valuable information, it could be something as simple as someone knows something, knows someone that you want to meet with. And so that's not the direct opportunity, but, and it's, it's not uh, number two either, where you have a solid lead because you're not in front of that person that you want to talk to, but it's somebody that maybe could refer you. Would that be an example of goal number three? Absolutely. That would be. And another example of goal number three would be some valuable information. So, Let's say someone tells you that a company is going to do something or Mm. someone tells you a company is going to be sold or someone says, you know, my wife's company is struggling with such and such. Right. Well, if that such and such is uh, what you do, then that's valuable information you can follow up on. Yeah. You talk about something called the rule of thirds when it comes to networking. What do you mean by that? Well, basically, it means that two thirds of the time in any conversation with a given person you spend focused on them. And that makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, um, most of us are our own favorite subjects, right? I mean, uh, I'm fascinated with myself. (laughs) I'm sure you're fascinated (laughs) with yourself. And and you think about it, you know, uh, I I wake up every morning worrying about what I'm going to do, what I screwed up yesterday. And and if you show a lot of interest in me, my favorite subject, I I can't help but like you. Mm -hmm. And and that's the start of um, of a good relationship in business. And so, you want to spend two-thirds them, one-third you. And, and then, Kelly, sometimes people think, well, if, if people love it when you talk about them, I'll just talk about them the whole time. Right. But, but that's a mistake also yes. because if you don't reserve your third, then they don't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, the whole role of third, because uh, a lot of people that I know, including myself uh, still, I'm not always very comfortable networking, but a long time ago, um, it wasn't by reading a book or, uh, you know, unfortunately, I did not know you at the time to tell me this, but I caught on about just get people to start talking about themselves, walk up, and you don't take the pressure off of you having to speak. Ask them, as you mentioned before, you know, the questioning part, that's very important. Ask them a couple of key questions, and then usually people are off to the races and telling you everything you want to know about them, (laughs) and then it's just easy to ask follow-up questions. But that's a real, it's not only an effective technique for anybody to use, but 
it's a real good way for people who are a little bit shy or not comfortable uh, going up and speaking to people to to get the onus off of themselves initially because, as you say, you eventually need to make sure they know who you are and, and what you are looking for, but to get them talking. So I really like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it puts... It's a win-win situation because it puts the responsibility for talking on the other person so you don't have to come up with things that sound witty and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And the other nice thing is whoever is the questioner and listener actually leads and and kind of manipulates the conversation because the questioner is in control. And so it's comforting and empowering. Yes. And these questions that you're talking about – is is are those something that you should prepare ahead of time? Is there a standard list that work in pretty much any situation, or do you just go with the flow and uh, as they start talking, depend on your natural conversational abilities to ask follow up questions? Yeah, I, I think it's more of of the latter mm-hmm. that you, that you need to be able to go with the flow. However, you will be put in a better position to ask those questions if you say to yourself this is the list of information pieces I need to get from people in general. Uh, let, let me tell you what I'm uh, talking about here. Kelly, I always recommend to salespeople, if they're going to go make a sales call, some of them like to script their questions, right? Yes. Well, I always say don't do that. Instead, I say write down a list of things, pieces of information you have to get out of that prospect, okay? Mm-hmm. And then ask whatever questions are necessary to get those pieces of information. Same thing applies in a networking situation. Think to yourself, what do I need to know about people in order to accomplish my goals? And then if you have that firmly implanted in your head, you ask whatever questions are necessary to get what you need to know. We've been talking here really about the mechanics of networking, how you do it. And you've got a whole chapter on that in your ebook, um, Goal-Based Networking. What are some of the other, you know, we can't go into everything today, but what are some of the other key mechanics of networking that you think that our listeners today could get some value from? Well, a couple other quick little things. Uh, um, I think every person needs to have what I call an area of self-marketing expertise. And what that means is you take your area of expertise and you find out what's the most fascinating thing about it to someone who doesn't work in your field. Mm. And then that's what you talk about. So, you know, you get that question all the time. Uh, so, Kelly, what do you do? Right. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you don't want to come back and say, well, I, I publish a magazine and host a radio show. You want to come back with something about publishing uh, publications and hosting radio programs that is fascinating to someone else. And so you kind of have a little bit of a spin. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes you a little more memorable and it pulls people in. Because, as you know, we humans are afflicted with the grass is greener on the other side of the fence syndrome, and we want people to want our grass, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit more about those situations that crop up in networking where they're not real comfortable. We talked a little bit about that, but we can dive into it just a little bit more. We're talking here with Jeff Beals, the author of Goal-Based Networking, here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience. 
an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. We all want to run a smarter business, but how? The answer is ShopKeep, the iPad-based point-of-sale system that makes it easy to run a smarter business. From accepting payments, tracking inventory, running marketing campaigns, and managing employees, ShopKeep does it all, taking the guesswork out of running your business. ShopKeep is just $49 per month with no long-term commitment. That includes ShopKeep Pocket, the app that lets you see your business's key performance data in real time, wherever you may be. Visit shopkeep.com forward slash smart today to begin your free trial. That's shopkeep.com forward slash smart. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at ithinkbigger.com. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking here this morning with Jeff Beals, who is the author of Goal-Based Networking. He was explaining in the first half of the show how socializing, where you just go to networking events and seek out the people that you already know, get some more d'oeuvres and a drink and catch up with those people, really isn't networking. And so he was laying down some fundamentals for how to establish goals at networking events. And what I want to talk about now is how do you deal with some of those, I don't want to necessarily say unpleasant situations, but maybe uncomfortable situations that crop up in networking. And I know we've all experienced them. So can you talk about some of those and how to handle them? Yeah, Kelly, uh, a couple come to mind. One is what I call Mr. Laser Eyes. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. (laughs) That's the guy that stands six inches away from your face and looks you straight in the eye and never blinks. It's like like he's got lasers coming out of his (laughs) eye that pour holes in your retina. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's one of the reasons why you need to – you hold the – his or her business card in your hand or have a drink so you can kind of look down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is how do you shake a person? That's that's uh, a big one. That's tough. That's really tough. And so there are a couple tricks that I use. Um, one is if you uh, are having a really hard time shaking a person, the first step is to try and get some other poor unsuspecting sucker to take <laughs> over. <laughs> and so you try and, you try and introduce that person to someone else. If that doesn't work, then the next step is uh, there's usually an hors d'oeuvre table or something like mm-hmm. that at the quintessential cocktail party. I would say something like, well, I haven't had any uh, lunch today. I'm going to go grab something over there. And even if he follows you over there, things usually kind of get a little bit mixed up and you can, can shake a person there. And then there's always the nuclear option, go to the restroom. And if they follow <laughs> you to the restroom, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's real trouble if that happens. 
So, but yeah, there, there's always somebody like that, and it's not being unkind. There are just there are there are certain people though who will come in and they'll just you know you're there as you say you have a goal. There's certain people that you may want to meet, and some people will tie you up for 15 and 20 minutes, and they're just socializing in, in some ways really, and so it, it's a it's a good thing to master. Um, what some of the other things? Um, one of them that comes to mind too is. You are trying to be there meeting people, not just making it a social event, but you walk in and everybody's already engaged and it's really difficult to walk up in a group of two or three people and try to break into the conversation. Yeah, for me, that's a flashback to eighth grade dance. Yes, <laughs> you, you got it. <laughs> what what I do when I'm in that situation is I scan the room and I look for a pair or a trio of people who uh, look friendly enough. And uh, I usually you can go up there and, and sometimes I'll just go up there and just introduce myself. Or sometimes you can even say something kind of overt in a funny way, like, hey, mind if I barge in on your conversation? And usually mm-hmm. people chuckle about that and say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I call it pair busting or trio busting. You need to open a pair or a trio of people that are already conversing with each other. Right. And, and usually about 90 to 95 percent of the pairs you bust open are quite welcoming. And, and the other 5 percent frankly, to help those people, you don't need to know them anyway. They're not welcoming. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and the little secret is there's always a good chance, especially if it's a pair, Kelly, someone in the existing conversation wanted out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Coming in. Right. No, I, I, I was getting ready to say that myself. And it, it's very true. You, you probably saved the day for somebody or saved the event anyway for somebody. Let's talk about some specific types of networking. Uh, I think the things that we've covered are very good for general situations, but in this day and age, social networking, you hear a lot about social networking. What is that and how does that play into the larger networking scheme of things? Sure, yeah, social or virtual networking mm-hmm. is networking online through the various social media channels that uh, that we all we all can use. And and it's very very powerful, but there are a couple things people have to realize. Number one, the exact same fundamentals that apply to -to face-to-face networking also apply to social networking. You know, it's kind of like, you know, 100 years or 200 years ago, whenever it was, I can't remember, when the telephone was invented and people started selling things on the phone, it was a novelty, and people would buy things on the phone just because you could buy it on the phone. Right. But we all know what happened with that. Eventually, that became so irritating, there are now laws against it. Mm Mm-hmm. In the early days of the internet, in 99, 2000, people bought things just because you could buy it online. Same thing when social media came very popular 10 years ago. Well, now people have realized I'm only going to do things online if they are of value to me, just as I would only do things that are of value to me in a face-to-face situation. So remember the fundamentals. You still have to get to know people. You have to provide value after you figure out what it is that other people value and do things the right way, whether you do them virtually or in person. Yes. There seems to me to be another factor involved when it comes to the virtual networking, and this might be a stretch. You can tell me it's, uh, okay, let's let's take a platform like Facebook where people, I think, uh, especially in business, um, they extend their friend network to include people they really don't know that well, but because they're 
somebody that's in the business community that maybe they do want to get to know better or they have met them briefly at an in-person networking event, they go ahead and extend that um, friend invitation or they accept a friend invitation. And things can get weird sometimes when that happens. You start learning things about people that maybe you didn't want to know. So do you have <laughs> do you have any tips for uh, behavior or posts on uh, sites like that that if if you play that game where you let people in who aren't really in your true circle of friends about how you might behave? Yeah, I do. And I think the first thing is you have to figure out what is your philosophy of social media, especially when it comes to Facebook. Because because LinkedIn, we all know, is the professional yes. network. Mm-hmm. And, and we should most of the time, for most people, keep that, uh, the professional, and, 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 and don't invite people to Facebook we don't know. Unless you have decided that you are going to use Facebook for professional reasons. And now, and if you do that, there are a couple different options. One is you could do a business-like page, but some people, myself included, have chosen to make their personal page on Facebook their business page. I post nothing personal on Facebook that I don't want all of my current prospective clients to see. And so that means sometimes I will post something personal. I will, I'll post a picture of my kids if they look really cute at the pumpkin patch mm-hmm. or something like that because there is something valuable in humanizing yourself and, right. and letting people into a little bit of your personal life. But I won't post political opinions, sensitive things, controversial things, or deeply personal things. Uh, but that's just my choice. Now, most people choose not to do that. They keep Facebook for their family and their friends, and they avoid letting in or seeking out people that are just strictly business relationships. You have to decide. And then once you have your social media philosophy, and then anytime you're thinking about saying something or writing something, you run it through the filter that you've created with your social media philosophy, and then you decide either yay or nay whether you should post it. Yes. Another specific type of networking event is trade shows. Now, there aren't as many trade shows as there used to be. Uh, I've noticed that. But what are some of the networking tips that you can provide for trade show situations? Well, I think, number one, you have to realize that it's just another networking venue. So, again, like I said with the virtual social stuff, all the same fundamentals apply. You need to ask questions, figure out what it is that people value, and, uh, and then and only then do you figure out what you're going to talk about. Again, listen more than you speak. I think one of the problems with, with trade shows, sometimes people who are attendees uh, and only attendees will actually end up trying to sell things to people that are in the booth. Yes. And I think that's pretty gauche, actually. Um, I, you know, the people who are there for the booths are paying to be there. And, and certainly you can judge it if a conversation really takes off and you talk for a long time and suddenly the booth person is interested in what you do for whatever reason, then maybe it's okay. But there's nothing more annoying than an attendee who comes and starts bringing marketing flyers to every person who paid to have a booth. Exactly. Or they, they're tying you up when you see the person that you wanted to talk to and wanted to stop walking right past your booth because they think that you're engaged in a conversation that you want to be engaged in. Uh, yes. that, that's happened before, too. We've talked about a lot of things with networking. If you had to give one piece of advice to people, I mean, there's been a lot of advice today, but if there was one thing that people could just go and take away from this and immediately implement, what would that be? I think it's whether you are in person with someone or networking virtually, you have to give away free stuff. Mm. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean things of uh, tangible value. 
I'm talking about things of intangible value. So information, uh, insider information, uh, bits of humor or trivia that people find fascinating. So if you are one-on-one with a person, I call it the valuable leave behind. Something related to who you are professionally, the most interesting part of you. Again, like a joke or trivia or a did you know or insider information or rumors. And then on the social media world, people expect to get a lot of free value. Content about your company or your expertise articles or videos that don't have any cost to them at all. <clears throat> and, and the value there is that people get associated with you and they like you because of what you've given them. And eventually they'll come to you for what you charge. Okay. And in concluding here, how do you follow up? What is a good way? So, okay, somebody uh, agrees to take your phone call or to uh, set an appointment with you if you send them an email. What is What kind of etiquette or best practices can you offer around following up with networking events? Well, a couple ways. If someone agreed to meet with you, I think you want to send them a note really fast or a call really fast uh, within 24 hours because people forget you yes. if you don't. And then if they if it wasn't the type of situation where people set a meeting with you, you still want to follow up uh, the next day with a little note that says, I enjoyed talking to you, reference something that you said. And then what's really powerful is if you can ever find a link to an article or a video somewhere that relates to your conversation, then suddenly you become very familiar. Again, you're providing value and you are starting down the path of that person becoming a referral source or a client. Okay, very good information here today. Obviously, in your ebook, you flesh all of these topics out a little bit more. And so, if somebody would be interested in your ebook, where would they find it? They can find it at uh, jeffbeals.com slash free ebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy enough. Okay, yeah. jeffbeals.com. That's Beals, B E A L S, right? Yes. Jeffbeals.com forward slash free ebook. Go out there, download your copy, and then go to a networking event and try it out. Jeff, thank you so much for being here today. We always appreciate your insights into these topics. Thanks, Kelly. It was uh, fun to be a part of your show. Good luck with everything. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media, on Twitter at I Think Bigger, or go out to our website at ithinkbigger.com. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>